everyone, Tyler Tambolin here, aka Totec and Tambo. We are back for another edition of the Prize Picks, Picks and Bets show here on the Mayo Media Network. Back for week three, got a great Thursday night football game to talk about. I know that's not what you're going to hear other people say, but I think it's great. We're going to break it down. It's going to be incredible. There's still a million bucks up top on DraftKings. Going to get into two more prize picks here. Last week, of course, going 2-0. Week before, 1-1. So we're 3-1 to start the season, but coming off a 2-0 week, Want to keep that going here for you. If you're just joining us for the first time, do us a favor, hit that like button, hit the subscribe here on the Mayo Media Network, bringing you a ton of free content. If you don't know me and you want to know me better, you can follow me on Twitter at ToeTagandTambo. Hit me up there if you guys have any questions. Going to be doing a bunch of free shows on the Mayo Media Network. Pat and myself do a show on Friday, which we'll talk more about later, but... Let's dive right into it, guys. Like I said, I know this Thursday night game, it's the Steelers at the Browns. Got a 38 and a half point total. A lot of the talk out there is that we're going to see just a slog fest. It's not going to be a good game. All this, it's probably true based on the quarterbacks we have, the teams, the environment, everything. But like I said, there's a lot of money to be won still. And on prize picks specifically, I think we're going to go 2-0 again. I feel very good about my two picks that I've got there. If you guys haven't joined us before on this show, just a little quick breakdown of how we roll things out. Going to talk all things prize picks. Have two for this week. I've got an under this week too. I know you guys know I love those overs, but I brought an under to the table this week. It's a scary one. We'll get to that in a second. And then we're going to go through and break down DraftKings. We're going to talk the showdown slate with Captain Slot, going through who we can use in the captain, some flex plays, strategy, stacks, things that we think others will be doing and how we can get unique to have a shot to get up top. So excited for this one. And then at the very end, we will do a quick breakdown where I'm going through the main slate, sort of breaking down just general thoughts. I'm going to do it a little different today, but I think it's going to be solid. You'll want to stick around for that because I'm going to go position by position and just give some general thoughts, not necessarily on every player, but how I think people are going to be looking at it as we lean into the week and get further into it. And then, of course, Pat and myself, like I said, on Friday, we usually record it around 11 a.m. Eastern. It comes out pretty quickly after that here on this channel. So like I said, hit that subscribe button if you haven't. You'll get the show from there. Head on over to prizepicks.com, use promo code MMN, get yourself a 100% deposit bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. It's free money. So get over there and do that. Take these picks I'm going to give you, implement them, and let's start winning some money together. Let's dive in though, guys. Like I said, got an AFC North division game here. It's going to be the Steelers at the Browns in the dog pound. Always a tough place to play. That's why the Browns are probably favored at home. You know, the teams to me are pretty equal, but the Browns are favored by four and a half currently. Like I said earlier, it's a 38 and a half point total. So We'll see how it goes. I just want to note one thing quick. I think this gets overlooked or not talked about enough. It'll be more for later and some of the picks I'm making here in a second. But people often talk about it like just because the low total, it's defenses and kickers and it's going to be rushing touchdowns and all that. That could be true. That can happen in these types of games. But if you're looking for it from another angle, and I always am, I think you could easily see it happen where it all happens through the air. Quarterbacks rush one in, you know, pass touchdowns. We saw last week Amari Cooper get one inside the 10 or whatever it was. So things like that where you can see a game shake out a little bit differently can help with your script when you're building lineups and definitely help you over at Prize Picks, Pick'em DFS, lots of ways to make picks and use them. Let's talk about my two for this week right now. Starting with, we're going to go with Chase Claypool. Over 37 and a half receiving yards. Here's my over, my classic one, the Gabe Davis in week one. We had last week, uh, another one there was, um, who did I use last week? It was uh, Michael Hardman. 
and these ones hit. It took a little bit of time, but it hit no problem. And I think we see the same thing here, but it's another one where I could say I could easily see this Clay Chase Claypool number going up here shortly. So if you need to pause the video to get these two picks in once I give them to you, go do that and make that happen because I think it could go up. 37 and a half yards. He's seen twice as many targets as Pickens. Everyone is still waiting on Pickens to happen. We'll talk more about him later, but I think for this spot, I want it. He does have a lower average depth of target, so it is sort of those chunk plays. He's not broke 26 yards yet, but he's getting six targets a game. I think in this spot, especially if he's down, even better, but even if they're not down, I think we could see it go through the air to Claypool a little bit more. He's getting the targets, like I said, so if we see that happen here, 37 and a half wouldn't take much to bust. And I also love it with a guy like him where, look, Trubisky, not the guy you put the most faith in or the trust in, but he can find a guy like Claypool and you could land this thing in the first quarter if all goes well. So really like this one for the over 37 and a half for Chase Claypool. Second one, told you be a little bit scary. It's an under though. Like I say, remember this, they always start. Everybody starts with zeros. So it's not always a bad thing, but we're going to take the scary road here for sure. Talking about Nick Chubb. For the Cleveland Browns, under 82 and a half rushing yards. Look, we know what he does. We know what he can do. Last week, three touchdowns after the first game. He got vultured twice by Hunt. He's had the, the yardage on the ground both games. The number seems low, so I think more would lean the over. But like I said, I have a challenge with that. I could see A, things go back and forth. It is a division game, so maybe he's not like we see Pittsburgh actually show up here and it goes a little bit more back and forth and we get the passing game going a little bit. So there's that. Then on top of it, you look at the last game, you see three touchdowns. So everyone sees that and thinks it's automatic yardage. It doesn't always relate that way. And if you go back and look, last week, 54% to 46%, him being the leader in snap chair with, with Hunt. But then you go and look at the targets and carries. It was only 20 to 15. So we're talking about splitting the work pretty much. Almost 50-50, little bit more in Chubb's favor, but still... It's 82 and a half yards. It's still a lot. And if they want to buckle down on him and just say, we're trying to take him out of it, they'll get there in another way. And that's where I'll like some more plays later on when we talk DraftKings. But for prize picks, that's going to do it for this week on the two main picks. 2-0 last week, 3-1 and to start the season on this very show. It's going to be Chase Claypool over 37 and a half receiving yards. And it's going to be Nick Chubb under 82 and a half rushing yards. You can put both of those together in a power play. Chuck a hundred bucks on it. It's three to one. I like that bet for this week. I think it's a good way to get things started. All right. So that's going to do it for this week for prize picks. Again, if you guys haven't yet signed up, get over to prizepicks.com. Use that promo code MMN. Get your 100% deposit bonus up to $100 for your first deposit. Get these two picks in. Pause the video if you need to. Go make it happen. Again, if you guys want to do me a favor and engage a little bit, leave a comment. Let me know that your, your favorite prize pick for the week that's outside of my two. If you like those and you appreciate it, I had a lot of people hit me up from the winners for last week. Do the same. Appreciate all the engagement. Love doing these videos for you guys. Let's move on though. Let's go to DraftKings. And like I said, DraftKings is always a fun one. There's a million bucks up top. No matter how bad the game is, someone is going to win a million dollars or a share of it. My goal is to try and help you guys find a way to not share it. And we're going to talk about some of those strategies. Before we talk about those strategies, I want to remind you guys very quickly of where you can find me. One, on Twitter, at ToeTagandTambo. Two, at RumPureSports.com. If you guys haven't checked out RumPureSports.com, I encourage you to do so. You can head on over there now. Get signed up. Do a month. Just try it out. It's all sports, one price. We've got, obviously, NFL going on, but there's golf right now. There's still baseball, MMA, NASCAR, all of that stuff. You don't get hit up in your email for extra money, extra packages, all that. It's one price, all sports, get everything. And I'm over there. All my premium stuff as well that I do. You can check us out over there for that. 
But let's hop into it, guys. Let's go into DraftKings here. We've got a lot to talk about this week. We're going to talk strategies, captains, breakdowns. And one of the biggest things that we'll talk about first is just sort of the, the defense thing, right? Everyone talks about this when it comes to showdown, especially to these lower totals. I think we're going to see, well, especially the Browns defense, but probably both defenses be very popular, right? 38 and a half point game, two quarterbacks in, in uh, Trubisky and Brissett that people like think are really bad. So you're going to see that obviously. And then on top of it, it's just not a lot of other options. We'll talk injuries in a second. Right now it looks just like the tight end for Cleveland Browns, uh, Harrison Bryant, who was limited on Tuesday. So he could be back. If not, it's just going to be in Joku there. And then whoever they bring up, you always want to make sure on Thursday night football, you pay attention to the actives and actives list because Whoever's on the inactive list, you can write off. But if Bryant's out and on that inactive list, they probably brought somebody else up. And that could be sort of a value play or just a cheap dart throw in your Thursday night football contest over on DraftKings. That can make a big difference when you're trying to get to that million dollars and not share it with 200 plus of your friends out there. So let's move on to the captains. So like I said, with the defense, I'm just going to avoid in captain. I, I think like, again, it's not that it's a bad play when you have this total in this type of game environment and the potential for the slug fest, slug fest, whatever you want to call it. My point more so being that if you go with that, you're not going to be as unique because also when people put that defense in, even if it is only 8% in the captain this week, because it's pop more popular than normal, 5%, 8% range. Let's put a range on it. The point would be then people start putting the same guys into their lineup. Maybe it's a kicker. Now it's Chubb. Now it's the quarterback. And, and you go from there and you end up with a very similar build. You don't have too many ways to get unique. I would actually, as crazy as it sounds, prefer to use one of the kickers in there. They're a very similar price. Like the Browns D is 5,700. Their kicker, Cade York is 6,300. And you can see that like, again, not a lot of attempts or anything so far that you're going through two and four, but he can put up the points. And if you don't like those value guys, at least he may get some real shots. Again, we've got two bad quarterbacks here where if they stall, when they get close, then it's going to be these field goal kickers come out. And that's a spot where you could get different without playing the defense in the captain. I would prefer to go up to some of these other guys. And just looking at it right now, going off the top, it looks like, again, you can still play. Nick Chubb is 18,000, but you still have 6,400 average left. And like I said, again, the, the only challenge I have with this is, again, he looks good. But if I'm betting the under, like I said earlier, I'm happy to leave him out of my captains for the most part as well. Maybe build some of your lineups if you've got 150 where you're getting a little bit of a hedge in there. But if I have him in there, I would be very different with the rest of your build because I'll give you an example. Let's look at it. You put Chubb in there at 18,000. I think a lot of people say, okay, that means Cleveland just pounds away on Pittsburgh. So you get Cade York, you get the Browns defense. You go back up, likely putting in the quarterback. So Jacoby Brissett goes in there, right? And he's 8,800 this week. So you plug him in. Now you still have 7,600. So I think then people are going to either put a pass catcher or they're going to put um, Trubisky and leave it with someone left. Like you can build that lineup, no problem. I'm not going to fill up the whole thing for you here. But the lineup I just said fills itself out when you go and look at the DraftKings pricing. And it's just not ideal to have that type of lineup. Maybe that's what you see for a cash game or a double up or something like that. But we're trying to win a million dollars. So I'd be looking at it a little bit different. Some of the guys that would stand out for me right off the top, if you go to it, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is much cheaper than Chubb. He's $3,900 less at $14,1. Put him into your captain. You have $71,80 to spend. And if you look at the numbers, they're still solid there for him. So if I think, you know, you put him in, 
You throw it up. He had what? 10 targets last week, six the week before. He got the bonus for you last week. He got a touchdown last week. Like that was, that's something you could see. And you could even see him get a couple touchdowns in a game like this. And with the low total, with the touchdowns being that much more valuable, I think there's definitely a viable solution here. If you go with, with Cooper, you plug in Brissett. And now you still have almost $7,000 left per position. So then you could start plugging in the Pittsburgh guys that you want, if any, or keep going down your list that way. But you have way more to spend, and it would put you on a different roster construction than the aforementioned version where we had Chubb in the captain. I think you could also go again. We'll have to wait on that Bryant news. But if you want to get a little bit more of a value play there, David Njoku is what here? He is 5,200 in the flex. That makes him 7,800. In the captain, you now have $8,440 per position. Again, when you have these pass catchers up there, you most likely want the quarterback. You don't have to. I've seen people do it where you don't. You can catch up just on those targets alone, full point PPR, the bonuses, short range touchdowns that don't necessarily give Brissett what you would want from him. And I'll talk about that in a second. But I think in this lineup, when you do that, now you're moving up the charts again. Now you have almost $8,500 per position with Njoku captain, Brissett, and then you say like if they're getting up that way you probably want to run it back if we like my guy Claypool you still you now have over 9,000 per and that's where I could see like okay you say you don't fully believe me on the rush yards on Chubb but you don't want to put him at captain and you still want to get unique that's where you can go and plug him into your flex and you still have two spots left with over $7,500 to spend per position so you know Njoku, Brissett, Chubb in the flex, not the captain, and then Claypool over on the other side. You still have a lot of money that you can spend. On the Pittsburgh side, I think you could flip it. If most people are going Chubb captain, they're only a four and a half favorite at home. I say only. They're, it's a division game. We could absolutely see where things go a different way than the public thinks here. So why not? Again, you know, Najee Harris, he won't be low owned in the captain. But when you look at the position and say it's 18,000 for Nick Chubb, it's 14-7 for Harris. Harris is a guy that you could plug in. Again, they have Jalen Warren there. They have been using him some. Someone to talk about for your flex, for your alternate lineups, where you're, you're focused heavier on the Pittsburgh side. But if you look here, it hasn't been horrible. You know, six targets last game, 15 attempts. He's been getting, you know, 10, 11, 14, 15-ish DraftKings points where I think you could use Najee Harris and all you're doing is flipping the captain from Chubb to Harris, but you get a bunch of money for doing that and you're flipping the game script. Everyone just naturally assumes, at least what I'm seeing so far across the industry up front, that Cleveland is just going to crush and win this game. It could happen. They're four and a half point favorites at home, the dog pound, a tough place to play, but you could easily see that flip on its other side and go the other way. Other guys there, Deontay Johnson can be a target monster. I like him. And then I like the other two guys I said. I like Claypool and I like Pat Fryermouth as well. Again, another guy that I don't think many would go to here. He's 10-5 though in the captain. He's not cheap, but he's not expensive. So what I call this is I call it paying up for probability where you're probably feeling like you're overpaying for this guy. But when you see realistically seven targets last game, 10 the week before that, he's getting you a steady 12 DraftKings points. You need a, a little bit more to happen and you need more out of him. But with that type of target share, you could definitely see it. And I think most would be likely to go to the quarterbacks or Kareem Hunt or Claypool, who we already talked about. They'd feel more comfortable with that. Firemouth is another way to get different here. And I think that's an observation that I've made early that I could see the two other guys down low. And you, you notice I didn't mention the quarterbacks. I'm not as high on Chubb. Like I said, I'm not high on the defense. So some will say, but you're mentioning a bunch of guys. You can play as many captains as you feel comfortable with. I prefer to tighten the pool and take stands. 
in this case, even though I'm mentioning five and six guys, I'll easily play six guys like that if I'm not playing either quarterback and I'm not playing the defense for Cleveland and I'm not playing a guy like Chubb. You're you're writing off a bunch of the most popular captains when you do that. So I don't have a problem with mixing it up down here. The other two I was going to mention, more dart throws, more flyers, but Donovan Peoples-Jones, if you look at him, he's much cheaper. He's 8,100 in the captain slot this week. And then you go look at his numbers, only one target last week, but the week before he had 11. So you could see, you know, again, one game slate. It's not ideal, but if we just go by what have you done for me lately last week, you're not going to have a good shot in these tournaments very often because others are taking the shot. And if it just happens to flip back that he gets the 11 target game again, you could see that be a bigger factor. And then I mentioned it earlier, but you go to George Pickens, not the best three and three targets where I talked about Claypool doubling him in that, but he's actually doubling Claypool in the average depth of targets. So the bigger point there and why I like that maybe better in the flex, which we'll talk about in a second. But the reason I like that is because not as many will be on him. It's a one game sample. And what if he starts to connect on some of those, this could be a blow up spot, a blow up game for Pickens. So even if you go back to prize picks and you like his yardage number, I think you could plug him in as well or mix and match and do the pairings where you have to hit just two. But if you hit all three, you get the even bigger payout. You could do that as well because I do like Pickens here for a potential flyer, especially even in the captain. Like I said, at 7,200, you plug him in. You've got almost just over 8,500 per position. So I do like that. Let's go to flex. Talk about it a little bit more. One thing I was going to say is if you wanted to go back and pick a sort of guy like Claypool in the captain, and let's just say he picks it up from a short touchdown. Let, let's use Cooper, actually. I got, I got a better version here. Let's go Amari Cooper. Now, here's a spot where I think, again, automatic would be to put Brissett in there, and I mentioned that I would recommend that, but here's where I could see a spot where it works and you don't need Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett throws him that short sort of 10-yard touchdown again. He gets a 100-yard bonus again. He gets the catches, but Brissett really doesn't do much else. And now you have like Chubb, Hunt, uh, Njoku, who's just picking up PPR points, and you still have over 5,500 where you don't actually have a quarterback in your lineup, but you still have a way that's realistic where it could hit. Because if Hunt and Chubb each get a touchdown on the ground... But Amari Cooper, and they're just short-range touchdowns, but Amari Cooper gets you 120 yards, eight catches to get there, and a touchdown. Njoku just chops up five catches for 50, and it's just value at 5,200. Then you have like a kicker and something else in there. That's where I'm saying I could see a setup where you have a lineup that is very unique because while you're using some popular plays and, and together in lineups the way I'm using them and explaining it, but you don't have the quarterback from either side in there. Again, just another way to get unique on these slates. So I do like that. Other guys I'm thinking of, like I said, I like the kickers. I like the D's in the flex. I'm not using them. I'm not using the defenses in the captain. But what I would say is I would also limit defenses and kickers. I think a lot of people on slates like this with the low totals will just go like both defenses and a kicker. I would probably have it in all four of those in a group where I only use at most two, right? You don't actually use them all. The other couple of guys down here I'll mention before we move on to the main slate was um, Zach Gentry, the backup tight end for Pittsburgh. He's 3,000. He's interesting. He's right there. Um, two targets in the first game. Talked about Fryermuth, but like I said, if you just want to get different, he's a guy that I think you could go down to. And then the other one was Jalen Warren. I talked about it. You go back four attempts last week, one target. It's not a lot, but he's only 3,200. And when you actually go back to look at the share, he was getting at least some of it there with, with Najee Harris, where you can see it. And Harris, again, played through that ankle, or sorry, I think it's a, a foot list frank that he had. And so if you can go down to a guy like 
Jalen Warren, I think you could get unique in your tournaments as well. Again, these are the dart throws depending on how many lineups you have, but I really like the ones I talked about. Amari Cooper, Claypool, guys like that, Fryermuth. Those are the captains that I'm looking at tomorrow and then looking for ways to get unique within there, within your lineups. If you guys have more comments, do me a favor. Throw it in the comments, things that you would like to see in future videos. Also, throw me in the comments your favorite captain. Let me know what you're thinking for this slate. I reply to all comments. I do look at them throughout the week. We try and get this video out as fast as possible, but also have it sort of a fast and furious punch for you guys so you can just get what you need and move on. You can play it at one and a half or two X. If you can, if you can handle me on two X, some say that might be a little bit too quick, but Let's move on. Let, let's go to this main slate. I've told you guys before, we always talk the main slate just a little bit at the end of this video, but Friday, the video will come out. Myself, Pat Mayo, in his studio. It's a live recording that we do that has just everything on the slate covered. We'll have even more stuff when it comes to ownership, injuries, stacks, roster construction, a lot of good things. Pat himself had a very good week last week. He was a, a few play, like one running back play away from winning 50,000 in one of those, I think it was the 150 max or sorry, the, the $150 three max, I believe, but we'll, I'll talk to him on Friday about it, but it's a really good run for him. Won some big money on the week, just over 3000 and could have been a huge week, almost 50,000. So tune into that for sure on this channel on Friday. Let's move on though. I said I was going to do a little bit different and I like what I've got cooking up for this slate. Going to go position by position just to talk through it quickly, but I'll talk at quarterback about a couple games. I think we see targeted first off. So everyone watched last week. We had Tua come out of his shell completely. Biggest game we've ever seen. They were putting him up on the screen with Dan Marino and co. Like just an absolutely incredible game. Unfortunately for my team, which if you guys don't know, is the Baltimore Ravens. That sucked because Lamar also had an absolutely incredible game, but it just didn't work out with the comeback. Uh, didn't have sort of everything going their way down the stretch up 21. So it was a big letdown for the Ravens, but I think that's going to bleed into this week just a little bit because we've got Josh Allen, Buffalo, his Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins and Tua and co. We saw Waddle. We saw Hill. We, they just ripped them completely. Uh, Gasecki doing his own version of the gritty out there. So, uh, I think if you look at this game, it's going to be popular, but again, there's other games. I think another game people are going to look at this week is what was it? The, uh, the Washington game this week. I was trying to, well, yeah, Washington and Philly is an interesting one because, and we'll talk more about it at the defense position as well, but we have this weird situation where week one was Detroit versus Philly and it popped off. And then week two was Washington versus Detroit and it popped off. Now we get the two teams from both of them, Philly versus Washington, and we have a spot where they're going to go against each other, and that game should be a back and forth as well. So it was Detroit at Washington. Uh, we just saw Philly, though, with Hurts with the big game on uh, Monday Night Football, the, the the doubleheader. So if you go here, now you've got Philly versus Washington, two teams that popped off in their coincided co-games co that they played where I could see this be a big one that people chase after with both Hurts, who looks incredible, and he's just 7,600, so in cash, especially, I expect Hurts to be very popular and likely for good reason. If you go down to Wentz, he has got a little bit of a price bump. He's at 6,300 now, but if you look, he was, uh, what, 55 and 5,800, so it's not really that much, and Mayo himself, I think he tweeted it out, I thought it was a good call, said that Wentz could be like your new Winston, so, so Winston, Winston, if you will, um, Carson Winston, we'll call him. He, he's going to throw three touchdowns a game. He's also going to throw three picks. And that's why I said later at defense, I think we actually see, I'll, I'll go to it now, you know, spoiler alert, but the Philly defense here is just 2,900 and I expect them to be popular. People will say, and, and, and it could be valid that you could even play Hertz 
with the Philly defense because it's kind of like the old running back DST correlation that people like to use where Hertz is almost like a running back for them. And now you put the defense in, you could even run it back with a Washington guy like a Samuel or a Dotson who are just going to pick up the yards, maybe a touchdown, not kill the defense if they're getting three picks, including a you know a pick six, maybe a scoop and score, something like that, where you can actually really make it all work and it doesn't matter. In large field, I usually don't put the defense against uh, the positions, but I would say in this spot, you probably could, and in a high dollar, smaller field, e- even more so that you could get away with it. Let's go on. Let's go to running back right quick. This one's interesting. I, I don't see as much here. Like I said, I'm not, you know, seeing anything stand out up front. We've got Jonathan Taylor up top. We've got CMC who I would guess you could say continues to disappoint. He just has not come through for people. They've been playing him these first couple weeks, haven't really got what they wanted out of him. And now you've got what, like uh, 15 attempts last week, 19 points, 10 attempts the week before 16 ish points. So not what people are really looking for, but I want to talk about this one spot. Like I said, we saved most of it for Friday, but Joe Mixon, so Joe Mixon has been getting all the usage, looks solid, even with them, their losses, he's still getting used and mixed in, if you will. But I think here, going up against the Jets, we just saw what Chubb did to them. Again, popular for good reason. Makes sense in cash. It's on the road, is fine, but it's against the Jets, so I can see this being popular. But if you remember to last week, not the same spot, but we saw Barkley pick up all that steam in this sort of price range, and it ended up being a pivot to Chubb that could have won you a lot of money, if not all the money. A lot of big tournaments were won by that move. Here, the one I want to call out, again, there's two options, one below in Aaron Jones, who has let people down, but above it in Dalvin Cook. The reason I want to talk about Dalvin Cook is because he's at home. It's against Detroit. I think it's a pretty good spot. Going back to some of those games I compared earlier, when Philly played them, we saw, what was it? Hurts, Sanders get into the box for the first time in over 600 days. Gainwell, Scott, all the running backs scored. You go to last week when they played Washington, Gibson got in against them. So here's a spot, I think Cook, at home. You go to last game, only six attempts, but six targets. The game before, though, he did have 20 attempts and different games. Again, they were way down to Philly in this game on Monday. And so the point would be in the short week for a guy like Dalvin Cook, the reason I think it's interesting is it's at home. It's a better matchup. I think we see back to 20 carries. I think more people are on Mixon. And then on top of that, you've got a spot where he got a little bit of rest because of the game flow last week. So I could easily see where Dalvin Cook picks up here at 7,900 and just goes off. And even if he picks up some steam as the week goes on, I still think it could be a good play. Like I said, you just can't expect him to have all the ownership when you've got the Swifts, the Jones, the Mixons, the Ecklers, the Henrys, all these other spots here. So I think he's pretty interesting in the middle. Wide receiver, move on quick there and try and make it a little bit faster here just to go through it. But again, we know the Miami guys. We already talked about them. You got Waddle and Hill got their price bumps. We just saw Diggs have a big game. They're in the same game now, all three of them. So they're all coming off of huge games. They're all very affordable in sort of the 7,700 and less range. So I think they pick up some steam. That makes sense. But I think we're going to find value this week going down to this 5 to 6K, 5 to 6.9K range. Because the other point I wanted to make here, just from an overall, just a grand scheme of things for the slate, Cooper Cup, 9,900 again. And I know what everybody's thinking, like go back to last week, look at it. Guy's unstoppable. 35 points, give or take, back-to-back weeks, 11 receptions, 14, 15 targets, 13 receptions week one, three touchdowns so far. Here's the thing people are forgetting and missing, at least in these large field tournaments. When I'm talking about it, that's what I'm talking about unless I say different. He's never needed. He's $9,900. Yes, he puts up 35 points. That's incredible. But if you go look at the perfect lineup for last week, Tua, Amon Ra, 
Tyree Kill, Waddle, Logan Thomas, Garrett Wilson, Chubb, Pollard, Bucks. Even if you pulled Pollard out of there because most weren't on him and Garrett Wilson, there's other guys that fill those voids that would have put up enough points to still win you the million dollars in something like the $20, $230,000 person tournament. This is a lineup with almost 300 points. So other, I think a guy on DraftKings that won it had 284 with like Jeff Wilson and somebody else in there. My point being, people overpay this for safety. Because you know what you're getting with Cup. That's a cash game play. At $9,900, he will almost never hurt you in a large field tournament. Because the fact that he's almost 10K of your salary is 20%. That's the whole point of this whole setup where there's just so many other guys that end up beating him. So I never have a problem just Xing that out. It's very rare. I think his best week, if I go back to last year, was 40.6. And I think Devontae Adams last year when he played for Green Bay had a 45 point week if I was, maybe it was also 41, but again, neither of them were needed on the large field tournament win because they just cost too much. You're not thinking of that when you build it in. There's guys at six, five, six K that are putting up 30 points themselves. So why would you need 35 safe points from Cooper Cup? Just my two cents. Let's go on to tight end quick. We're going to round this thing out here pretty fast, but interesting note here. Last two weeks, Kelsey, Andrews, guys like that are needed on the winning lineups. Now we're finally starting to see some price bumps. 6,900 on Andrews, 7,900 on Kelsey, even Waller, 5,800. So I think this week, many will look for that safety because it's worked the last two weeks. I think, again, there's always pay down options that people go to. And this is Wednesday moving into Thursday where I can see that, you know, others will pick up steam. Injuries will lead to certain options. I get it. I'm just saying, I think if people can fit the higher end tight end, they still will try and again, we could see a week where that goes away from that. So if you're using the lower price tight ends, one recommendation I have is to try and correlate them. You don't have to do a full stack with them. I'm not saying that. Like Tua, Waddle, Gasecki was not nearly as good as Tua, Waddle, Tyreek last week, being results-oriented. But in that perfect lineup I gave you, it was Tua, Waddle, Tyreek, no Andrews, as much as you would have saw that. You could have had Bateman in there instead of Garrett Wilson probably and still been able to have a decent week, not the perfect lineup, but have a really good week and maybe even win with that. But what I did see was Amon Ross St. Brown across in a secondary stack from Logan Thomas in that game. So that's something to keep an eye on when you're building your lineups and using tight end. It doesn't have to be with your quarterback stack, but you can correlate it with a secondary stack. So I do like that. And then nothing more on defense. We'll talk more about it on the weekend. Pat always has, or on Friday, Pat always has some great ideas of guys to use. Uh, we both really weren't super high on the Bengals last week because of the Cooper Rush scenario where we didn't expect him to really get that many opportunities. So, you know, ended up being a 40% owned defense. There's different ways to look at it. I think it's fine in a vacuum to look at it and say, I'm playing them overweight. I'll get different elsewhere. Others look at it as like, if you're comparing just defenses, why would you play them when there was other options around them that ended up doing quite well? I totally get that as well uh, to each their own. Moving on, let's get out of here, guys. We've got uh, Friday. I already talked about it. The show coming up, Pat and myself. Check that out right here on this very channel. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe to get the notifications of when that show comes out. You can follow me on Twitter, at Totag and Tambo. Find me there. Every Saturday, I put out a thread. I only do one a week. Like I said in the past, it's not, I've talked to 7 million people. Here's 10 million ways to make money or anything like that. It's just the best tidbits I find from around the industry in relation to usage, strategy, stacks, Ways to use guys, guys and sleepers that people aren't talking about for both daily fantasy and you can apply it to prize picks. You can apply it to single game parlays and betting and all that. I think there's a lot of things there that you can find. So follow me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. Other than that, that's going to do it for this week, guys. Good luck in your Thursday night football contest. Catch us back here on Friday and good luck.